Lisboa, Bruxelas, Varsóvia. Europe is us with Dino. Europe is us, but who are we? Stay with us and you'll find out. Today's theme is sports. Today's guest is Jussi Weinicke, a journalist from Finland. He's working for Ule. Jussi, please tell us more about yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm a Finnish, Finnish sports journalist specialized in football and um, now after working four years basically straight, I uh, wanted to do something different for, for the spring and uh, my uh, studies are still in progress uh, in uh, terms of my master masters i uh, applied for an exchange and ended up here in uh, in ljubljana so uh, it's been a nice uh, break from from work and to explore ljubljana and uh, slovenia and all the all the countries in the area so that's that's pretty much it you see what comes up your mind when you hear the word sports well sports in general i mean it's what it's it would be supposed to be it's 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 culture after all uh of course it's about practicing and it's something about healthy lifestyle but, but it's also meeting new people making friends and and it somehow represents a healthy lifestyle not only through through uh, physical means but also for your mental health that would be probably how how, how would be my first words to to explain it You see, thank you for now. Let's travel to Portugal to hear from Vitor Patako, president of the Portuguese Institute for Sports and Youth. He's going to say a few words about gender parity in Portugal. The Portuguese Football Federation took a bet in developing women's football and in the last four years there was an increase of around 25% in women's practice. But there are also other sports in which women's practice is superior to male, such as volleyball, where around 55% of its practitioners are female, or gymnastics, also practiced largely by the female population. Anyway, women's sports practice is an European problem, and that's why Europe has in its agenda a program that Portugal already started working working on in 2018. It's called All In, which is a program that develops actions in order to achieve gender parity. As of today, female sports practice is around 30%, but the objective is for it to reach 50%. It's an ambitious objective, but reachable. The stats say that in the EU, men exercise, do sports or engage in other physical activities more than women and that this disparity is particularly marked in the 15 to 24 years uh, age group. What's your comment on that? Yeah, I mean, if, if that is statistically proven, I, I believe that is true, but I think that is something that... Uh, the world and especially Europe is changing because um, there are all the time more and more effort to include more and more women and especially young girls to sports. And we can see that, especially through football, how, how popular women's football is nowadays compared to what it used to be, let's say, 10 years ago. Uh, so um, I don't know if the difference is that significant anymore than it maybe sometimes has been. Unfortunately, historically, sports has been something that 
it, uh, in a way belongs to men, but that is something that is changing. And uh, how I see things right now, it's changing really quickly. And when we uh, go 10 years ahead from now, I think the, uh, let's say the difference will be very more, more narrow than it, it is now, if there is any difference anymore. Hopefully it will be as equal as possible. You see, we can't ignore the fact that there's a lot of money in sports. Would you say that sometimes it's also the main motivation for people to go into the sports industry? Yes and no. It depends, of course, in, in which country you are, because um, the money where it really where it really is, it's it's the absolute absolute top of it, the professional leagues, especially in football. And as we can now read through news every day, how, how countries like Saudi Arabia and Qatar are involved into it. But as a means of getting rich, sports is not exactly the best business to do unless you, uh, you work for, for the absolute top. So uh, when, when we uh, talk about young, young people who want to make a career in sports, it's, I would say it's very rare that money is the, the, the one actor behind it because it is so unlikely to actually get rich through sports because there are so much competition. And, and then in, in an ideal world, uh, the thing why anyone want, want to do sports, play, play different ball games or run or whatever, it should be that it's fun and, and uh, a good way of living instead of the money factor. But then if you are good enough and you start seeing it and feeling it that maybe I could make a career through it, then of course, as we say in professional football, for example, uh, the options that get you the most money are being quite attractive. As we can see in our players uh, moving to play into Saudi Arabia, for example, with, with huge, huge salaries, even though they could still play for better clubs in, in Europe or, or wherever. But, but uh, for young people not being professionals, it is so unlikely to actu actually became, become a professional to really make good money that I don't know. I don't think that that is a main motivation for, for anyone. Thank you, Yussi. And a quick jump to Romania. We're going to hear from a performance athlete called Gabriel Bitan. Let's hear what he says about the reasons for his success. First of all, it's the passion of my parents that they passed on to me. Most of the passions that children have come from their parents and what they see in the family and how they are educated or guided in a certain field. And the fact that I, by nature, was very competitive. It doesn't matter what sport you're in or if you're playing at school, you have to have that competitive spirit to do performance sports. But to do mainstream sports, I think a push from the family is enough. And back to you, you see, do Finnish parents support their children to go do sports? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though I think, at least for my generation, when I, I was young and playing football, uh, parents were very active in different teams and it requires a lot of time and even money from, from parents and families to run through it. And that is a nice culture in my country that they are really happy to do it. But at the same time, there is, uh, 
especially at the moment, there is a concern about the well-being of children when it comes to their ability to to be physically active and uh, all possible factors that are being used as statistics to how how fit uh, young children are now are not going too well. So uh, it's a big challenge to uh, keep children involved in sports instead of just only playing video games or whatever are the challenges in, in, in modern day uh, societies in Europe. So uh, that is uh, that is a big concern and most likely not, not only in Finland, but other European countries as well. And that is uh, also another factor that it's uh, in many sports, it is, it is really quite expensive. And the better you become, it will get even more expensive. And, um, and that is that is something that should be uh, discussed more. And, and for example, in Finland, we had a parliamentary election a few months back, and there was not that much talk about anything related to sports or, or sporting activities for children, because those are topics that probably doesn't get that many votes for, for any, uh, any political actors. And that's why they don't they don't run those things that much. But uh, among the people who, who care about sports and the well-being of children, uh, there has been quite quite a lot of criticism towards politicians of that that they actually don't uh, don't want to do that that much things towards a better sporting system for for young people. And sports is not only good for sports. The feeling of working in a team can help you in different careers. You would probably agree, right? Yeah, exactly. I uh, 100% agree that. Um, yeah, it really teaches you teamwork and pretty much anything needed in life. And it uh, teaches you how to uh, how to handle with different feelings uh, because eventually in sports, you always want to win. And that is pretty much the same for anyone, uh, not even depending on the age, since since a little, little baby uh, I think people tend to learn the, the difference in the feeling of, of winning and losing. But maybe one of the most important things to learn through sports is that everything is not always going as, uh, as planned. And, and that, is, that is why, why that is uh, uh, one, one of the important lessons you can have from sports. And um, I remember when I, was, when I started playing football myself, I was six years old, seven years old. Back at the time, there was this very strange rule in in, in Finnish youth football that uh, they were we weren't playing to win a tournament because we just played the matches and uh, it was somehow called a, a fair play rule or something. So everybody was just given a medal after the tournament and there were no really winners or losers, which is very much against the spirit of sports and uh, and. Uh, Many people in my generation probably didn't have the same experience in in handling the feelings of winning and losing because that was taken away through some, let's say, stupid regulations. But nowadays, it's it's luckily lucky different than it, it has been admitted that that wasn't that wasn't a great rule. But yeah, there are some 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 of my thoughts about that. And and then yes, of course, teamwork might be even the most important skill you can learn through through sports. Three more very short. Also, very personal questions for you, UC. What's your favorite memory? That, that's a great question. Favorite memory. It's very hard to point out one, but I would say a best possible memory 
would be winning a tournament as as a young football player with with uh, with your team and with your friends and that is something that still up to this day when i when i meet the people i used to used to play back at the time those are those are the days and weekends we remember when we actually managed to success uh, together doing doing something something we love what's your worst fear my biggest fear well of course uh, health is the most important thing so maybe maybe the biggest fear is that uh there would be some health issues for for me or or my family or or anyone who 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 I care and what's your biggest wish well i would say the big, biggest wish would be to just um uh, be happy be happy uh like um whatever happens in life but uh, whenever you feel happy then then it's as perfect as it can be at that moment when you feel that you're happy so so yeah maybe maybe that would be my answer for that thank you very much you see and thank you all for your attention don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen to what we have to say because europe is us lisboa brussels berlin warsaw